the Dallas Stars have captured the momentum in their first round series with the Calgary Flames as they now have a 2-1 series lead over Calgary. And on today's episode, we will be talking about how the Dallas Stars pulled off the Game 3 win. Joe Pavelski led the team in goals and is leading the team in goals throughout the entire playoffs. He and a few other guys had a really big performance to push the Stars over the top. And then to close out today's episode, we will give you a preview of Game 4, which is happening tonight and give you the keys to victory for the Stars. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy there, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Monday, May 9th. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of our show, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. So be sure to give us a follow or a subscription wherever you listen to our show at. And thank you again for stopping by. I truly do appreciate it. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business. Let's get to why you came here, which is to hear about game three that happened on Saturday, happened a few days ago. Um, I'm actually recording this Saturday night, just minutes after the game. And you guys are hearing this on Monday, uh, which it's already game day again. How about that, folks? Uh, the Dallas Stars going into game four at home, looking to take a commanding three to one series lead. But let's talk about game three first, uh, because this was a massive game and it was going to be a huge swing for whichever team was able to come out on top. That's just how it tends to be in these best of seven series across all sports, pretty much. I don't know the exact stat and I don't have it pulled up on my computer, but I know there's some stat out there that more often than not, the team that wins a game three, whenever the series is tied one, one, that's typically the team that goes on to win the rest of the series. And so hopefully that stat uh, bodes well for the stars in the future, but you got to talk about Joe Pavelski in this game. I mean, he has come to play in this playoff series. I mean, it took him a little bit of time to get going because he obviously didn't score in game one. No one for the Dallas stars scored in game one, but Game two and three, he has been on his A game, and it's been absolutely fantastic to see. He now has three goals in the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. He actually uh, now leads all active NHL players in playoff game-winning goals. Uh, with 14, it was uh, Malkin for the Pittsburgh Penguins before that, but now Joe Pavelski uh, with his second goal in Saturday night's game three uh, now is the leader in that category. Saw that right before I started recording. Thought that was awesome and just, again, another great milestone for Joe Pavelski and what has been a fantastic career. And he is continuing to add to that legacy here in these 2022 playoffs. And, and I mean, he's just been such a great fit for the Stars team since he came. And he's been a effective player in the postseason back in 2020. And he's doing the same now two years later in 2022. And, of course, uh, I mean, how else would he have scored his goals other than in front of the net, in the slot, 
right up by the goalie, uh, getting, you know, rebounded shots. I mean, you look at that first one that he scored, uh, you know, great play from, you know, Miro Haskinen and then, of course, teaming up with Vladimir Mastikov as well on the second goal on the power play. But, you know, I feel like I've been beating a dead horse all season. I mean, anytime I have a guest on and they talk to me about Joe Pavelski, I'm always like, OK, well, people always talk about it. Practice, morning skate, whatever it is that he's always the first guy out on the ice and he's always in front of the net practicing his redirects and practicing his rebounds. And this is why he does it. This is why he does those things, because it pays off in games and it pays off in big moments like game three of a tied 1-1 series. So this is why Joe Pavelski continues to do that. Uh, not that anyone's complained about you know that being talked about, but I just know in my head personally, I know I'm talking about it a lot, but this is why. And this is why he does it, and this is why he's so good at it, and this is why he's been one of the best offensive threats in the league for a long time on a consistent level. Uh, and even now this year, above average as far as consistency, um, having his best statistical regular season and now on pace to have a pretty outstanding postseason uh, if the Stars are able to make a deep run. I imagine Joe Pavelski will probably be top three, if not top two, uh, or even top one in points and probably even goals for the Stars team, given how things have gone so far yeah again going back to the assist on those goals you got to give credit uh to Miro Haskinen of course on that first goal uh doing the puck on net I know there's kind of been not necessarily criticism but just some discussion about him not really doing that as much uh, as of late ever since coming back from mono kind of maybe some hesitancy to put the puck on net but he does it and it pays off in a big way as Joe Pavelski gets the redirect and uh at the moment or I know that actually tied the game that made the game 2-2 uh, before Joe Pavelski went on to score the third goal of the game. But it just made me think um, of that meme that came about from the NFL. I think it was two seasons ago. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins came up for that game-winning Hail Mary against, I believe it was the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and, you know, Kyler Murray made that comment where he was just like, ah, F it, D-hop down there somewhere. Uh, and that's kind of what Miro Haskinen did. He was just like, oh, Joe Pavelski's down by the net somewhere. And that's honestly what the Stars need to do more often uh, throughout the rest of the playoffs because it will probably work out in their favor. Put the puck on net, and if Joe Pavelski's playing there in front of the crease in the slot, there's a good chance that he's going to get his stick on it, and more often than not, it will probably end up going in the back of the net. And then Vladimir Mestikov on that second goal, the, a power play goal. The Stars finally get a goal on the power play in this series. Now both teams only have one apiece, and both penalty kills still riding pretty high, all things considered. But this was a huge shift in the game because it gave the Stars a lead. And maybe, just maybe, it'll actually get the power play going for Dallas as time continues to go on in this postseason. But Vlad Nemestikov, what a really sappy play. I believe Klingberg gives him the initial feed. Uh, but Nemestikov, with some sneaky speed on this power play, um, kind of beats his man to the left side of the slot, takes a shot, bounces off Markstrom's pad, and then there's Joe Pavelski to bury the puck yet Again, and this is why Dallas went out and got a guy like Vladimir Mestikov, who's been a plug-and-play guy. He can play on the PK. He can play five-on-five. Five, he can play on the power play. Uh, and I really hope that we can continue to see him on the power play with a little bit more consistency because I think he's going to be a key player then because, again, he has that sneaky speed. Uh, and I think especially out there, if he's out there with the top line and you get Klingberg or Miro out there with those guys, I think that's a pretty good group of five to go up against any four-man unit in the NHL. But Joe Pavelski, ladies and gentlemen, showing out for the Dallas Stars in the postseason. This was, I, I think it was maybe Kyle Shorhara, uh, who works for the Dallas Stars, that tweeted this out. This was Joe Pavelski's first Dallas Stars playoff game with Dallas Stars fans in the building, or at least 
home ice advantage uh, because, you know, he played with the Stars in the playoffs back in 2020. Of course, we're in the bubble then, so no fans in the building. And then, of course, the first two games of this series in Calgary. So maybe a few Stars fans in the Saddle Dome, but definitely going to be more Calgary fans in that situation. But he finally gets his kind of home playoff debut with the Stars. And I'm sure for him it felt fantastic to be the reason that all 18,000 of them plus uh, were on their feet cheering screaming their hearts out so awesome stuff from joe pavelski sky's the limit with this guy in this postseason uh, and he is going to be a key cornerstone for this team moving forward but continuing on after a quick break we will continue to talk about this game and another reason why the stars won this one has to do a little bit more with the team as a whole but joe pavelski definitely did take part in this and we'll talk about it after we take a quick break Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And moving on with today's episode of Locked on Stars. It's a Monday, folks, but it's also game day, and that's worth getting excited about. Thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Uh, this is your host, Dane Lewis, at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter. You can also find our show on Twitter as well, at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow at both of those spots if you do not do so already. And for those of you who have just found our show here in the postseason run, welcome. Uh, glad you're here, and hopefully uh, you'll drop a subscription, a follow. We are glad to have you here at Locked on Stars, um, and hope that you continue to tune into the show for the playoffs and beyond. And of course, if you're a recurring listener who's been here since the start of the season, thank you to you as well. I uh, truly do appreciate the support from each and every one of you, um, especially as of late. The, the numbers on the YouTube channel and just the podcast in general have been fantastic. And that is a testament to you guys. And so huge, huge thank you from the bottom of my heart. But let's keep talking about this game three win. Uh, the, really, I mean, we talk about Joe Pavelski, who had a great game. Jake Ottinger, also a great game. The goalies, Jacob Markstrom and Jake Ottinger, both played really well. I think just with this series, it's weird because we saw two shutouts. And so you're like, well, this is a 4-2 a game. So the goalies had bad games. And that's not really the case. Both those guys, Ottinger and Markstrom, still made some really great acrobatic athletic saves, some game-changing saves. Um, but Ottinger getting the, the best of Markstrom because he allows less goals and puts his team in a better position to come out with the win. And the stars do just that. But looking at this team as a whole, and again, we talked about this at the end of game two and how this is, you know, a huge part of why the stars won that game and it carried over into this one. We said from the beginning of this series, especially after the game one loss, that the Dallas Stars needed to force hits and, you know, be the enforcers with physicality if they wanted to win games in this series. And ever since game one, They've done just that. They led the hit counter. I think it was only by one in game two. But in game three, they were the absolute leaders, no doubt about it, when it came to physicality. 44 hits for the Dallas Stars as opposed to 23 for the Calgary Flames. 
you know, Lindholm was the only guy on the Flames' top line that recorded the hit. He had two. And you look at the Dallas Stars' top line. They combined for six. I believe it was Pavelski three, Robertson two, and Rope Hintz one. So, I mean, it was literally everyone on the Stars team getting involved with the action. Not just guys on the checking line. Not just the big boys. Glenn Denning, Raffle, Foxa, Ben, Hockenpah, uh, you know, Essa. It, I mean, those guys were active in the hits as well. But it wasn't just them. It was everybody. Everyone on this team was bought into this idea that physicality needed to be one of the priorities for the Stars team if they wanted to get the win in this game and if they want to get wins overall in this series. And so it's incredible to see the turnaround from game one to game two kind of almost being, you know, an even 50-50 split on hits or, you know, pretty even as far as the numbers go. Dallas only getting one more hit than Calgary. But then in this one, I mean, it is just blown wide open. Uh, and Dallas certainly asserting themselves as the enforcers in game three. Um, and both teams, you know, were drawing penalties left and right, especially at the start of the game. We, I think we only had like seven and a half minutes of five on five hockey in that first period. But at really outside of that, I mean, Calgary was kind of getting some licks in then, uh, and it was really more stuff after the whistle. But Dallas really had control, especially along the boards all throughout the game. I mean, if there was a, a puck that was kind of being fought for, or even if it was just a guy skating along the boards, uh, there was more than likely a Dallas star there to put their body on them and make sure that they felt it uh, and make sure that, you know, hey, nothing's going to come easy in this game, even if it's just trying to get up the ice into the neutral zone. And uh, Jamie Benn leading the way and setting the example with this, leading the team with six hits. Incredible individual performance from Jamie Benn. Obviously, no assists, no goals. Uh, but, I mean, it all starts with him. He's the captain of this team, and I think he understood that, you know, the Stars needed to be physical if they wanted to be competitive in this series. And so he's probably preaching that in the locker room to his guys, and then he goes out on the ice and actually does it with the way that he plays. And Calgary on the other end, I'll say it, they're all talk, no action. This team is trying to instigate stuff and start stuff in between whistles, in between plays, and it's just not working. I don't really understand what their approach is. Um, and then you even have some guys like, Andrew Mangiapane, he's going to bump into Jake Ottinger and commit goalie interference and then start swinging at Lindell in between whistles. Uh, you know, little do, do we all know that the C on Calgary's jersey actually stands for cowards. Um, that's a pretty cowardly thing to do and a pretty ambitious thing to do for Mangiapane to commit a penalty against the other team's goaltender and then start throwing punches um, at the goalie's teammates. Pretty dumb thing to do, but... Here we are, and again, the Dallas Stars not getting caught up in any of that. Uh, it's really just more of a distraction that they're having to overcome in this series, and Dallas just wants this series more right now. Uh, I, I think the Flames are starting to crack a little bit under the pressure that the Stars are putting on them, both scoring-wise in Game 3, but also just physically. I think this series is starting to take a physical toll on the Calgary Flames, and I just don't know if this team is physically prepared for it. And I think the Stars are. You know, this is evidence yet again that this Dallas Stars team specifically is made for the postseason. Dallas, you know, they can have some lapses in emotions, and I think that happened in the first period with Dallas Stars players obviously getting put in the penalty box just as often as Calgary players were. But I think that makes it okay. It wasn't just Dallas players getting put in the box for having lapses in judgment, lapses in emotions. I mean, it was Dallas Stars players sticking up for their guys, sticking up for Jake Ottinger, um, and not really letting Calgary get the upper hand by trying to play these weird extracurricular games. That was not a word. Extracurricular games. That's the right word. There we go. It's late after game three, but you guys uh, deserve proper English. And so there you go. We're going to continue on in just a second talking about tonight's game. 
game four. Big, big implications on the line for the rest of the series. And we're going to talk about it after another quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks, and make sure everyone has a Built Bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they are healthy and delicious. So no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bars, you can have both. Have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? We are going crazy for the puffs. The puffs are absolutely delicious and they come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? That sounds absolutely delicious. And they're only 140 calories. And that's not the only healthy part about Bill Bars. Regular Bill Bars typically contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Bill.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Bill.com. And we're closing out today's episode of Lockdown Stars, getting you ready for game four of Stars versus Flames. This is a massive game, and the Stars have an opportunity to go up 3-1 in this series. And that, that's a huge opportunity, and I think the guys are going to be ready for the moment. And I just want to highlight a few keys to this game that if the Dallas Stars are able to follow these keys, I think they have a great opportunity to come out on top and put Calgary in a corner essentially and of course it all starts with the physicality that we just talked about the stars need to keep applying the pressure keep playing physical along the boards and make every single thing difficult for the Calgary Flames make it difficult for them to get into the neutral zone make it difficult for them to enter their own zone make it difficult for them to you know have any sort of consistency offensively I think that's been a huge key for the stars in games two and three I mean obviously the flames had a little bit more offensive success in game three but there were still some moments that Dallas came up big and kind of disrupted the offensive flow of Calgary's offensive system and so and even Jake Ottinger sometimes it just comes down to him making a big play he made that huge save on Johnny Gaudreau late in the third period, what what could have been the game-tying goal, and who knows what could have happened after then. I mean, the Dallas Stars kind of have a lapse in defensive judgment, and Jake Ottinger bails him out. So sometimes it's going to be the Dallas Stars disrupting play with their skaters, with the five guys on the ice, and sometimes it's just going to have to be 29 making a monumental play. The next point, and we talked about it a little bit at the end of this section, talking about Calgary kind of forcing these extracurricular activities, uh, these extra moments of drama between the whistles with their physicality. We saw Kachuk go after Klingberg early in the game because Matthew Kachuk can't do anything else in this series. I mean, he's good for nothing, basically, on the score sheet in this series. Can't get any goals scored, so he may as well just try to fight our one of our best defensemen. But let Calgary stick to that. If you're Dallas, you cannot lean into that and try to instigate any of that. If you look at, the, at game three, I don't really think Dallas instigated that much of the, the fights and the scuffles unless they were standing up for Jake Ottinger around the net. It was really Calgary trying to get that stuff started. And so let them do that. They can have their fun there. I mean, because if, if they keep doing that and not focusing on the actual game, their time in the playoffs will come to an end very 
very soon. So if you're the stars, obviously play physical. Don't back down from the challenge, but don't be the ones instigating these dumb scuffles and these dumb fights and trying to get yourself in the penalty box because it's just not worth it. Let the let the little kids in Calgary do little kid things and and let the adults in the Dallas Stars do the adult things, which is win hockey games and win playoff series. Um, so that's a, going to be a huge key, and I'm not too concerned about it because the Stars have done a pretty good job um, of not starting any of that stuff on their own on their end. Point number three, let Joe Pavelski continue to eat. Uh, we talked about it in that first segment with his big game really coming off of redirected initial shots. So if you're out on the ice at the same time as Joe Pavelski and you have an opportunity to put the puck on net, do it, especially if Joe Pavelski's in a good spot to rebound the puck and put, put it in the back of the net on his own because maybe you'll get to go with your initial shot. And if not, you have a great opportunity to pick up an assist if number 16 is by the goal. He's the hot hand right now, so you have to continue to feed the hot hand in this series. Point number four, kind of flipping to the other end of the ice. Put pressure on Jacob Markstrom. I think we finally saw it in game three where he was facing a plethora of shots, and it started to get to him a little bit. I think his rebound control was lacking in the later parts of the game as evidenced by Joe Pavelski's two goals. And he just looked a little bit more rattled in this game than he has in games one and two. And again, putting 32 shots on goal will do that to just about any goalie. So you have to continue to put the pressure on him and make him uncomfortable and make him work to make his saves. I mean, if he, if he beats you, Hats off to him because he's a great goalie. He had that great save uh, where he was basically on his back, flailing his arms and legs, and uh, Pavelski ends up scoring a few minutes after, or a few seconds after that, rather. Uh, so, but again, it, we put him in a weird position where he was, you know, rattled and kind of on his toes, and the Stars took advantage of it. And of course, the last point: special teams. You've got to keep the penalty kill tight. There were some moments where Calgary had some fantastic looks on the power play, but they were unable to capitalize. And the Dallas Stars actually scored a power play goal in game three. So hopefully that power play goal from Pavelski will help get the man advantage officially rolling here in the playoffs. Because if the Stars can get the man advantage rolling, it's going to be incredibly difficult to stop them in the postseason. Because they're already playing really good defense and they're already playing a really good penalty kill. And the five on five offense is more or less coming around after game three. And if the Stars can get that power play rolling, who knows how far they can go. So tighten things up on the penalty to kill. Continue to keep that as a strength because Calgary has that one power play goal that they scored in game one, and they have not scored one since. So you got to keep that intact. And then, of course, you have to get rolling yourself on the power play if you want a chance to close out this series here in the next few games. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for stopping by and making us your first listen of the day be sure to hit that subscribe button or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform remember we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen you can also find me on twitter at dane double underscore lewis and of course our show on twitter as well at locked on stars be sure to tune in tomorrow as we react to all the action that goes down in game four we'll see you there stars fans if you're going to the game tonight be loud wear green go stars go nuts and have such a good time you guys know the drill. We'll see you back here tomorrow.